Investing is all about risk management as well as managing your expectations and your emotions while having a very clear and distinct strategy. Here in Australia, we are facing a massive housing storm. So if you're interested in entering the eye of the storm with me, definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, although I may appear as some random dude coming up onto YouTube wearing his black t-shirt talking about all things finance, I'm actually the founder and head buyer's agent at Search Property. And we focus on existing property, helping clients all around Australia to actually go and purchase investment properties anywhere between $300,000 to $450,000. Yes, you can still get properties at that price. And I'm talking about three and four bedroom brick homes. So if you're interested in actually finding property, but don't really have the time, there's a link in the description below to my actual website, or feel free to email me and I'll leave that in a pinned comment. The most common thing I'm seeing right now across TV, as well as online articles and YouTube thumbnails is fee. Everyone is scared and that's most likely when the market's totally exhausted and going to do the opposite. The reality is that most people almost love fear more than the prosperity and the optimism that could actually be in the market. Now I'm someone that's a fairly positive dude but what I'm seeing right now as well is super scary. It's scary for some and a real opportunity for others and that's why I really want to break it down have some context around what I'm actually talking about and I hope you stay all the way through because whether you're investing in a property today or you're looking at buying your own home in the next five years this is super relevant. And if you don't pay attention to this stuff, like most people should have five or 10 years ago, it can cause you a lot of drama because we're not just talking about stocks in a company or some Bitcoin and Ethereum. We're talking about shelter, a very basic need, especially here in Australia, this dream of owning your own home if it hasn't gone already. So with that, let's continue. Now there is three things that every market will do. It'll go up, it'll go down, or it'll move sideways. Wow, Ravi, you're a genius. <laughs> it's pretty obvious, however, very necessary to say. And the reason being is that you could say the market it's going to go up or you could say it's going down or it's going to go sideways. At any given point in time, what you're saying is correct at least 33% of the time. Now, by the end of this video, you're going to probably realize which way the market's about to head next. Now, fortunately, being in the position I'm in, I run strategy sessions every week, anywhere between 15 to 20 calls a week. And I have them with people like yourself. So I get a lot of insight as to what people are thinking, what sort of questions people are asking. And as a result, it helps my research in terms of real data, as well as what I can read online, as well as do my research. So when I combine all of that, what I am seeing right now is the general trend that most people think that interest rates going up means housing prices go down. But this only forms part of the picture. So I want to share with you what else is involved in this housing storm and you figure out what the storm will result in in terms of path of destruction or a path of opportunity. So let's start with the rental market. Right now we have just hit a 16 year low here in Australia because the vacancy rate has dropped to 0.9% nationally. Now why this is so important is because 30% of all Australians actually live in a rental property including myself because I actually rent best. So I rent where I want to live but I invest where the numbers just make logical sense. Now, for context, six years ago, we had about 73,000 properties available to rent. But today, it's actually less than 33,000. Yet, in the same six years, we've had our population go up by 1.5 million people. Now, that's a big number. You've got demand going through the roof, but supply dwindling away. About 12 months ago on this channel, I was making videos and shouting about how there's a rental crisis. The what's coming next is what 
people don't really focus on and it's playing out. We've seen the national average of rent prices go up by 10%. Now I can confirm there are some properties that our clients have sourced as well that by the time we source the property and secure it, six weeks later, the rental appraisal doesn't mean anything because now the prices have gone up. We've seen rentals being appraised at 390 a week. By the time they actually settle, they're achieving 440 or 450 a week. That's on a property worth 360 or $370,000. So if we're experiencing a rental crisis, can't we just build more homes? And that's the problem is that too many people focus on the economy or housing prices going up and down based on one metric, which is interest rates go up means prices should come down. If interest rates go down, prices should go up. But the fact is we're talking about supply and demand. No property is ever the same. Even on the same street, you can have two different properties right next to each other. Now, when it comes to increasing supply, you've got to go build more houses, right? Now, in order to build more houses, you can't have construction companies collapsing all around you. I covered this in a video here in more detail around why this is such a concern because it may only happen to a few construction companies, but the reality is it provides uncertainty into the market where people are going to go, well, I don't really want to build a home because how do I know they're going to complete the home? So as an effect, when we have less building activity, guess what? We have less supply. But then you may be wondering, well, Ravi, couldn't you just have really big apartment blocks being built? There's like 3000 apartments in there. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, it would be. However, a development like that needs a lot of funding, which means a lot of marketing to go and sell to other people. Now we've got two problems here. Number one, people don't have the same borrowing capacity they did six months ago, which means they may not have the financial capability to actually go and purchase a property off the plan. Number two is when you go ahead and build something at that scale, it usually takes up to about five years to be built. So if we've got a rental crisis today and it's getting worse every single month, having properties being developed to then have people live in in five years time is just kicking the can down the road. We're not really addressing the problem now. And finally, with inflation, you've got construction costs going through the roof. The actual material to build a home is up by like 25%. So now if it's actually costing a lot more to build and it takes longer to build, then it's prompting a lot more people to go out for existing stock. Now that's what we focus on 100% of the time. Existing stock, trying to buy under market value and have the upside potential by renovating as well as flipping if you want as part of your strategy later down the track. In a market that's so volatile, if you're going out and you're buying an off the plan apartment or going and buying a house and land package that promises they may build in 12 months could end up being 18 or 24 months. Who knows what the reality of your financial situation will look like at that time. And more concerning is what the banks are willing to lend you at that time. Whereas if you've got existing stock, you can go out, purchase it today. You probably settle in the next six weeks. There's a bit more certainty. So if you've got rates going up for investors, it's a show because your cash flow goes down. That's definitely not fun to go through. I'm going through it right now. However, when you have rents going up as well, and we have a rental crisis, that means as investors, we're not really facing the full effect of what's happening in the market. Although rates have gone up, rents have also gone up. And in some cases, rents are going up faster than what most people are facing in terms of extra repayments. It means that investors are still winning. Now, the other issue with existing stock that we have right now is that there's more people going in to buy their own home. And that's because the government keeps incentivizing people to go and purchase their own home, whether it's a 2% deposit or a 5% deposit, plus no stamp duty and home buyer grants. That allows more people to enter the market to buy their own home. Every time a house gets bought by an owner occupier, that's one less property that people can go and tenant. So unfortunately, this belief that we've had in the media saying investors are the evil people, it's actually the people trying to buy their own homes, which means it takes away from people wanting to rent in that area. And we've seen this as a massive problem, especially in Queensland. During the whole pandemic period, we had a lot of people go and migrate from Sydney and from Melbourne up to Queensland. And that meant people were buying up properties that were going to be traditionally rental properties. So they were buying it from investors, converting it into their own homes. And this is just aiding the entire problem that we have in Queensland, as well as all of Australia. Regional Australia also felt a lot of this pain and is why we saw such massive growth, but we're still seeing growth. Trust me, it's a lot sexier to read an article 
suggesting that prices have come down by 300,000 than to see some random regional area or regional center go up by 6% despite rates going up. And the reality is we've still got clients going out, cashing out, taking out some equity. I'm doing it myself and the values have actually increased while rates have increased. But it's contrary to what's being reported. So this all sounds quite depressing, but you know what? It gets worse. Unfortunately, it gets a lot worse, especially if you're renting or don't own hard assets. We've just had the government approve an increase to the migration caps, which means more people, more skilled migrants are coming to Australia. Now that might help the economy in the short term because we've got unemployment that's so low. We've got a lot of companies wanting to hire people, but there's not enough people to work. So having more people come in, maybe increases productivity. The economy starts moving along and it's all happy days. However, when it comes to housing, they need to live somewhere and they're going to come here and rent more properties. With the national average of rent increasing by 10% already, I believe over the next 18 to 24 months, seeing 15 to 20% increase in rents across the next 24 months is definitely not out of the question. I will not be surprised when we see that. Now, I'm not oblivious to the fact that yes, we've had some housing corrections already. Markets are correcting. We're starting to see a bit of a slowdown, less activity, and that was naturally going to happen when you have rates go up at such an increase and volatile pace. But the reality is this is a rip the bandaid approach. The central banks around the world are basically going in, front loading all of the interest rate hikes to quickly address the issue of inflation. Once inflation starts dropping and we have economic activity as disaster and going down, we're going to start seeing an accumulation of interest rates before we start seeing rates cut. We've already had many Australian banks come out and suggest that we're going to have interest rate cuts in 2023 and in 2024. I cover this in more detail in this video, so definitely go check that out after this one. So if rents are going to increase and there's no supply coming in because no one wants to construct new homes, then what happens when rates start cutting? Well, what happens is that investors get really happy because their yields go through the roof. We've started seeing softening of prices in terms of house prices. So the rental yield will increase because the rents are increasing relative to house price. Then we've got interest rates dropping, which means the cash flow position for a lot of properties will move from negative to positive. In our case, we purchase all positive cash flow properties, which means they're going to end up being further positive cash flow. And I'll be definitely dropping a video on the YouTube channel about that. We will start seeing the FOMO kick back into this market. And whether you believe it or not that Australia is in a property bubble or not, it doesn't mean anything. The government doesn't care about our feelings. The market definitely doesn't care. And that's why you just need to understand the rules of the game, understand what is happening, what's triggering the cause and effect, and how you can best prepare to have the right team around you to guide you through what happens next. We've already got increases to the minimum wages, and I believe rental subsidies will be very normal come 2023 and 2024. And in addition to all that, we have Australians having saved up $280 billion in their savings accounts. So guess what happens when they realize, hey, you know what? I need to start making some money and Australian properties always proved out well. Rents are increasing, the yields are increasing. Yeah, maybe I'll buy a property or two. And suddenly we have that kickstart, the next phase of this cycle. The central banks and the government have put themselves between a rock and a hard place. What move they make next is anybody's guess. What I do pride myself on is just like I put myself out publicly to suggest that we're going to see the biggest property boom in 2020 during the pandemic when there was peak fear. I'm coming out here and saying the rental boom is going to cause this next housing storm, which is FOMO pricing, banks releasing liquidity at ridiculous amounts, which means more people can borrow, which means prices go up. That might not be something you'd like to hear, but again, the market doesn't care. Now, at the start of this video, I mentioned you need a clear strategy. Going through this market is going to be very difficult, especially when your fear and emotions start getting the better of you. So if you need the help, please reach out, email me. We've helped over 180 clients. I'm very happy to say that a lot of those people have gone on to build property portfolios and in some cases, more than four properties in their portfolio. We're seeing the clouds in the distance, the housing storm is coming, but you need to know how you can prepare. I really, really hope that if you're here and you watched all the way through that you do subscribe for more content like this and you actually go ahead and execute on those plans or 
or start creating those plans. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.